full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Family, welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Let me bring my guest into the room. My guest is a friend of mine. We met a couple of years ago, Siobhan Wright. She is an author. She is the CEO of Confidence Without Regret. And today we're talking about reinventing yourself over 50. So if that's you or someone you know, you may want to tune in this show. You may want to call your girl and be like, girl, you better be listening to Full Circle today. Because when I met Siobhan, she had transitioned from one career to the next. And now she's doing a whole new thing. And so we're going to talk about bravery. We're going to talk about courage. And we're going to talk about following your dream through it all. So uh, Siobhan, my dear, welcome to the show. Hey, lady. <laughs> My husband's an audio. I know. Thank you and for so Mr. Roger being here he today. He is, you know, I, I see all the technical difficulties when you want something to work and right. it stops. Well, you know, too, you know how I am. I always think, too, that the enemy, he don't want this good word getting out. Correct. We're about to help someone. Yes, we are about to help someone. You know, get free with their life. Yes. Follow their dream. Yes. Quit that job, maybe. Don't, maybe. Don't, don't tell them that <laughs> we told you on full circle to quit your job. No. But, you know, but following your dream. And so before we go any further, introduce yourself to the full circle family. Well, hello, Full Circle family. My name is Siobhan. I'm going to give you my full name, Siobhan Princess, right? And I am a nurse by profession, 31 plus years. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an author, a coach, a speaker, and a CEO of La Bossepreneur Marketing and also the CEO of Everything Right LLC. And I love helping and encouraging women transform their lives. I'm also a social media marketing business strategist. And so that's who I am. That's who you are. And when we met, you were you said you were a nurse by profession, but you were doing something completely different. We'll talk about that yes. in a minute. I yes. want to go to the when we met, you had only had the one book out, right? Yes. Was your, this was your yes. first book. Courageous Women Find Strength during the storm and I want to well no before we do that I want to talk about your life at 21 but it kind of correlates so your book here is about transitioning your life and before I read a passage I want to talk about your life at 21 because I think a lot of uh. women that listen to the show are our age group right yes and we've gone through a lot We've lived a lot of life. Yes. And so talk about your life at 21, because I think that's a good foundation before we start to talk about transition, where you saw yourself at that time. Wow. You know, as you said, share my story at 21, I almost felt part of the emotions of that time period in my life. And I'm just going to be really transparent for the listeners because I was lost at that time, right before I turned I was about 21 going into 22. And at that time, I was 
addicted to drugs. I was lost and confused and very, very afraid. And I don't share that story and say addicted to drugs to many people because certain people can't really absorb that when they see who I am today. So I was lost. But in that moment, I had a, a time where I was using drugs from about 18 till about 21. And one night I was had been up all night and woke up the next day depressed and scared and frightened. And I'll never forget, I heard the voice of God. And it was not like a like an audible voice, but I heard it in my head, like very, you know, like a thought you get. Yeah. And you know it's very clear, right? And I heard a, a clear message in my head. You're going to die if you don't stop. Mm. And in that moment, I was set free. I didn't have to go to AA. I didn't have to go to in, uh, drugs you know, those yeah. groups or anything like mm-hmm. that. God just took the took away the taste, the desire, the want or need for it, like instantaneously. Mm. And I'll never forget, I had a woman who, I used to go to work high. I used to, it, it was bizarre. I don't know how I thought in my mind that I could hide what mm. I was doing from people, mm-hmm. but I thought I did because I would show up to work. But this one woman said to me, if you ever need me, call me. And in that moment, she was the person that I called. And she picked me up from like the gutter in that moment. I felt like I was in the gutter. And she took me to her church and I rededicated my life to the Lord. And in that moment, I decided I knew that I had to do something different. But I was in such a place that the person that I was with at the time, I had nowhere to go because I had cut all my ties. Mm-hmm. And so I had to live with this person around drugs for about, I don't know, maybe six months. But even during that time, I never once did it again. And since 21, and I'm 56 to this day, I have never touched drugs, right? Because God took it away from me. But on that journey, I had to make a decision, even though I was afraid. And in that moment, I decided I was going to change my life. And then I had another friend who changed my life and took me down to a program called Job Corps. And I'm sure a lot of listeners know about Job Corps. Job Corps changed my life. And that's where I discovered nursing. And the only reason why I chose nursing is because my grandmother was a nurse. That's the only thing I knew. So I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. I think I want to do that because that's the only thing that I knew. But that decision to call that woman, to listen to my friend, who also was just kind of a random person that somehow liked me and said, if you ever need me, call me. And I called her and she took me down to that program I had no knowledge about. And because I was technically considered homeless at the time, I have family, but I didn't have a place to live. And I went to Job Corps. I left my family, I left my friends. So for two years, all I did was school, eat, sleep, study. And that's how I became a nurse. But those decisions to listen to the voice of God, connect to the person that said that they wanted to help me, even in my face of fear, God put me on the road to a career that changed my life forever, that afforded me a very comfortable life, with my husband, 
afforded me the finances to put our kids through college and live a really good life. And so that transition in my life, even though I was afraid, and I found myself in many situations where I was afraid, but something deep inside of me, and I, now I know it's the Holy Spirit, would always give me the courage to take chances that were so big and so scary, but always led me to places that were good for me. And that is the period of my life where I was so afraid and so down But because I made a decision to connect to someone that said that they wanted to help me, changed my life forever and led me, and and we can talk about this later because I thought about this today, how each of my journeys in each of my books had a little bit of fear connected to it and had a lot of faith connected to it. But each time I took a leap of faith to trust God, even in the face of the unknown for me, whew, changed my life. Changed my life um, and connected me to people that I would have never been connected to had I not made that decision. We would have never met had I not written this book, had I not been trying to network and connect to people. And even learning how to network, I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know how to do that. But I'd, I've always been that person, even in the face of fear and my insecurities and being shy, I knew that I needed to face it in order to be better and do better. Yeah. But I never, not I won't say never, but I always didn't have the answers of how to do it. But I always knew that I could if I tried. So I'm the type of person where I always try to get better and do better. And, and even before I got clean, when I was using drugs, I always knew that that wasn't going to always be me, but I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. Yeah. So I always, always, even now, I have this, and I, I don't really know what to call it because I just have a knowing that God has given me, maybe it's discernment, I don't know, that something better Something bigger is going to happen. I don't know. I don't always know what the bigger better is, but I know that there's always going to be bigger better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it does. Wow. That's powerful. Not just the fact that you became clean and sober, but that all it seems like all your life or it sounds like all your life you've had this knowing like you said this knowing like even when you were in that the throes of that situation like this isn't going to be my life I don't know how I'm gonna get there but this isn't going to be my life and so you like it's like you were striving for that whatever that thing is almost Mm -hmm. like chasing it almost as if someone would chase like a high or something else right you were chasing that thing not knowing what it was but there's something there that I still have to continue to strive for Yes, definitely, definitely. I've always been uh, a thinker. Mm-hmm. Even as a child, I would they people would say I was shy, and I think I was, mm-hmm. and still a little bit, um, but not as much as I used to be. Um, but even as a child, I think m- more of a thinker than than overbearingly shy. I was always in my head, thinking and looking and observing my surroundings. So mm-hmm. I was always 
kind of sitting back really quiet, but I was a thinker. So you got clean and sober and you became a nurse. Went to Job Corps, became a nurse. Yes. Tell us about your life as an, in nursing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we got time, uh, sis. <laughs> yes. So when I first started nursing, I, was t- I graduated at 22 and I'm only five feet. And so at 22, I think I probably look 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my first experience in the hospital, so my, one of my patients said, are you a real nurse? And I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm a real nurse. I believe so. Um, and even that, um, I was scared. I was scared because I was taking care of people's lives. And I was, you know, they teach you, but when you have to go out and actually do it, and practice what you've learned, it's really scary mm-hmm. because you have people's hands in your life, right? Mm-hmm. But again, there was something about being a nurse that I absolutely loved. And you know, it's funny because when I got into nursing, I didn't know that I would love it. I only picked it because that's what I knew. Right. My grandmother was a nurse and I watched her because she raised me, care for people. She was one of the most amazing, strongest, loving, giving person that I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where I get my traits from. Um, and so when I became a nurse, I didn't know that I was really meant to be a nurse. But as I worked in my career, I realized I was created to be a nurse. God created me for that profession. Um, so I did med surge, they call it medical surgical unit in the hospital. I did drug and alcohol um, clinics in San Francisco. I worked at the VA, um, outpatient drug and alcohol. I worked at the VA in their uh, specialty clinics. I did home health. Um, The only thing that I didn't do that really scared me (laughs) was the ER Uh and working in the NICU. Mm -hmm. I couldn't work with the babies. Couldn't work with the babies. Um, And right now I work at um, a medical group. And so I do the behind the scenes, kind of like, to make it simple, it's kind of like case management kind of work. Mm -hmm. So I work um, at home right now. And so I've been with this company. It's my second round with them. I was there for 15 years before, and Mm -hmm. now I've gone back, and I've been there a little bit over a year. So I've done a lot in, in my nursing career. And I absolutely love love being a nurse so you're back in nursing that's good yes so but that's interesting when you took a break (laughs) though when how long had you been working in nursing before you made a a transition a transition so i was a nurse for see i started 22 about 29 years okay yeah so i was a nurse for 29 that's all i did Mm -hmm. and then i was at the current position that I'm at now, our uh, employer, I left them mm-hmm. and went to another company. So it was kind of like going from the frying pan to the fire. Yeah. And then life happened um, and things didn't work out. And so I found myself trying to decide what I was, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, um, most nurses are never unemployed. But for this period of time, for whatever reason, God wanted me not to work Mm -hmm. in that field because I could not find a job. Yeah. Um, I looked for a job. Actually, well, I'll take that back. I got a job. 
I was on getting ready to go out on an assignment, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was a registry, so like a temp job for nursing. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, I'm sorry, but we don't have any assignments for you. So I'm like, okay. How that's, is that? <laughs> right, right. There's people, right? And so <laughs> there's people, there's nursing. So I went to another agency, and same thing, went through the orientation, getting ready for my assignment. And they're saying, I'm sorry, we don't have any assignments for you. And I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? So I'm sitting on my sofa and I'm like, like, and I'll never forget this. I say, God, what, what am I, I don't understand. What do you want me to do? And my friend from uh, New York Life Insurance Company, and actually I had never heard of it before I had met him at a networking event. And I heard, call John. Well, don't go there yet. Oh, okay. Don't, don't go, go there. there. Yet. <laughs> okay. I want to just, because at one point, so you were at the point in nursing where you could not find a nursing job, which I found, find very interesting. Or, very or interesting. There was some reason why God was like holding you back from that. Like Correct. that wasn't what you were supposed to do. So then I'm going to fast forward a little bit because I think you, you had just been in the industry pretty shortly when we met, right? In life insurance. insurance, Yes. 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 So that's why I want to get to this before you go into life insurance. So the book that I'm reading from the book that we met uh, that Siobhan Siobhan was promoting was this book called Courageous Women Find Strength During the Storm, (laughs) Volume One. Uh, The author is Dr. Missy Johnson and all of these incredible women that share their stories. I want to read the beginning of your chapter, which which is entitled Never Give Up starting over when you are over 50 and it says when you're given your life when you've given your life to a career for 31 years you just never think you're going to do anything different but when you're faced with a decision that could change your life forever and the lives of those you love it's a very scary place to be in it's a place where you have to decide Mm -hmm. to stay stuck Mm. or take the leap of faith and jump into the unknown and then I want to fast forward a little bit to this next um, piece of the, the next paragraph. I've always had an inner strength and in knowing that I would be something greater in my later years. I just didn't know exactly what that would be. That's that's powerful right there. And that mm-hmm. segues us into you were in this career 31 years. It's all you knew. You had given your life to it. Couldn't find a job. Mm hmm. And then you and then the Lord speaks to you about calling your friend John. Yes. At New York Life. Yes. We got to take a break. When we come back, family, we're going to dive into more. This is Full Circle. We'll be right back (laughs) after this. (laughs) Empowerment through conversation that starts with you. Tell us what topics you want to hear. Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Empowering women through conversation. This is what she does. She's Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Siobhan Wright. She is an author, speaker, and CEO of La Bosspreneur Marketing, LLC. But she's sharing a fascinating story because our theme for the show today is transitioning over 50. Yeah, you know, sometimes we don't like to tell our age, but it's, you know, it's something to be proud of. Yes, ma'am. And you can make a transition at 
any age. And so if you were listening before the break, family, you, you heard Siobhan talking about her nursing career. She was in nursing for over 30 years. Yes. Back in nursing now. But before you got there, you were in a place where you couldn't find a nursing job, which is interesting. But we Mary. all know that there are no coincidences. No. Right? Right. That God was steering you towards something else. You had a friend named John from New York Life. Yes. And you called him. And yes. And then what happened? Well, he was in, in, in utter shock mm -hmm. because he knew that I was very well anchored in my career in nursing. I was doing well. So he was kind of confused, like, are you sure you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I believe so. I believe God, because, I mean, when I asked God what I what did he want me to do mm -hmm. New York life? It was almost like a move, like a five second movie reel, whew, New York life. And I'm like, Whoa, what? And I had actually never heard of New York life until I met John. Mm -hmm. So I called him, went in for an interview and, you know, got hired, went through the process, had no idea about the financial world, had no idea about life insurance had no idea what that world was like. But I honestly believe that God wanted me to walk in those, I think it was like four years of that fi of financial world because of the people that I met, mm -hmm. um, to be humbled, to learn about life insurance because I had no idea about how it really worked. I had life insurance, but it wasn't what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to help my family and to connect with people that I would have never connected with had I not gone down that path. But God also showed me in those four years, I went from making very good money to almost making less than half of what I was making. Mm -hmm. But God taught me how to live on half my income for four years. Yeah. He sustained us. We never missed a mortgage payment car payment um i had to give up my luxury car um but god has restored us since then but during that time god taught me how to live on less and be content but not to say that it wasn't scary in the beginning because i didn't know what i was doing when i first started that career well sure you were first of all you were already over 50 at this time right correct you're already over 50 you're leaving a career of 30 years going into an industry that you have no idea about and and the whole thing was based on trusting god right period and so <laughs> when we talk about transition especially when people say that they're following they have a dream or something where i always want to do this or whatever and you know but they're getting a little bit older it's like do you give up on the dream or do you move forward and so it's it's recognizing some of the things that you'll have to sacrifice is where i'm going with this sacrificing your comfort Yes. To follow this thing that God is calling you to. And that's hard for people. It is hard. And it's, but when you trust God, I mean, because I was in a position, honestly, that that's the only thing that I could do to get through it. Because like you said, it was something very unknown. Um, I knew that I would be starting over financially. 
My husband had to take on the burden of, you know, of a lot of our finances at the time. Um, we had grown kids. We had, I think, two were still in college. And so we had to totally trust God. So that's all that I had. And mm-hmm. then I had to trust him with the knowledge base of doing this career and being successful. So there were the other thing that helped me during that time was God helped me with growing my faith and really, really listening to his direction. And then the other thing that happened for me is I learned how to meditate. You know, as a Christian believer, we're taught, you know, meditation is yeah not good. Mm-hmm. But I found meditation um, that wasn't, you know, weird or anything, just something that would soothe me and that would calm me down because I started to get anxious, you know, thinking about finances. Sure. Could I do this? Would people listen to me? How could somebody listen to me when you've been in nursing for 30 plus 30 years and then now you're doing financial advising? Who are you? And then as an African-American person, an African-American woman, you know, one, two, three, how many strikes, right? So I had to really just allow myself to just believe that it was going to work. And I'll never forget the day that I went into my first training class. I walked in the class and it felt like a sea of men. It was like probably about 30 or 40 people in the training class and they were all men. And I think there was, I don't remember seeing another woman but I was I know I know that I was the only black woman mm-hmm. and I remember taking a deep breath going okay God I'm deciding right now not to be afraid mm. in that moment and in that moment I had to decide that I was going to trust God 100% that I was going to even when fear came up because even though I decided I wasn't going to be afraid it didn't mean that it wasn't going to come up. Yeah. Right? Because it still presents itself. But you have to decide in that moment, are you going to allow it to stagnate you, stop you, freeze you up, or push through it? So my first year in the career, I won every award possible. So they give you a year to, to win these awards. And I won every single one. I won every single trip. And I've, I was flying all over the country because I was winning all these awards on different levels. And it wasn't because I was all that in a bag of chips. It was because I was learning how to help people. Help people, and that's what I took away from it, that I was learning how to help people. But that's in my nature. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I was born to be a nurse, and I didn't know that until I was in that career. I was, I'm born, I was born to be of service to people. So that's why everything that I do is some type of service to someone else. Yeah. And so we met during that time. And Mm -hmm. and like you said, I remember, you know, following you on social media and you were, I was like, wow, she's really doing good. Mm -hmm. And so I want to just, just kind of, again, reiterate to the audience, whether you're making a transition because it's forced or whether you're making a transition because you're following your dream. Mm-hmm. Your age should not matter. No. And that's that's <laughs> the thing I want to make sure people know yes. is that you can transition at any age and still be successful, still have this thing. And I love, too, that even at the end of the day, you know that 
it's all about helping people. So whether it was nursing, whether it was financial services industry, you had this calling to help people. Yes. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I want to make sure people understand is that, you know, as you journey through life, it's okay to take different roads. Because I think a lot of times we're taught to just, you know, get one job, stay in that, you know, or your idea or whatever, stick with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and people stick with it for so long. And sometimes maybe along that journey, you realize, oh, this is not what I want to do. Right. So how often have we have we heard, you know, my mom wanted me to be a doctor and I was in the middle of middle school school and I decided I wanted to be an actress. Right. You know, or something else. And so it's okay, but it's hard for people to accept that. And so I've done a multitude of things. And has it been easy? No. Do I make it look easy? Probably. Because people go, wow, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this. But there's many times where I cried and I lay in bed at night and I'm talking to God going, are you sure? Or I'm thinking about what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And when you when you allow yourself to trust God, because when you're in like a place of fear or worry or concern, when you're a believer, for me anyway, the only way for me to get out of it or to to move forward past it is to ask God, okay, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. But when you ask God what he wants you to do and when he gives you the answer, sometimes it's not what you think. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to move forward. So when I ask God, what does he want me to do? And he said life insurance. And I'm like, what? What you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> huh? But I did it. And it was for a reason. And to this day, I still don't really understand why he took me down that road. Yeah. Honestly, other than to meet the people that I met and to learn the things that I've learned. But other than that, I don't know. It just doesn't makes sense it doesn't fit in everything that i've ever done but i said okay i'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. and he's he's restored me since yeah 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 that's the point right there is that when you trust him he's going to make sure you're okay because he's not going to put you in a situation that he's not going to keep you in right Right. keep you whether it's financially i don't mean keep you like make you stay there but keep you in terms of supporting you of in terms of using you for his purpose so you stayed in that industry for four years yes so now this time you transitioned out of that into something else and how old are you at that time transitioned back into nursing yes from what made you leave okay so you're working nursing Okay, it's time to do something else. You go over here and do financial services, and now you're doing it. You're you're winning awards. You're traveling, like you said. What was the thing that made you say or that led you to either I'm done with this? Okay, I'm done. I've learned whatever I needed to learn, mm-hmm. and back to the next thing. And did you jump right back into nursing, or did you do some other things in between? And at whatever age you were, right. How did you assure yourself that it was going to be okay? Ooh, that's I a know, big that's question. A, that's a, <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened and, and um, how I went back to nursing, and then I'll kind of tell you some other stuff that happened in between. Okay. So COVID happened mm. is, is really what transitioned me back. 
But a, another thing, again, to be truly honest, um, to be really, really successful, and this is not to knock anyone in that profession, I believe that you had to have certain levels of certifications and um, be in certain places and have certain things put out before you. And I didn't feel like I had that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to get those certifications. Um, I didn't really feel like God was telling me that I should. And so I didn't. And then COVID happened. And the New York Life transitioned their whole organization like within a month and a half from being in office to online, mm -hmm. right? And it was very overwhelming. So it was a time of COVID hit, transitioning all everything. And it was just a lot. And so one night, I know one morning I was laying, my husband and I were laying in bed on a Saturday morning. Can you grab me a tissue? <laughs> on Saturday morning. And I get a text from one of my friends who had been trying to sell her life insurance for like two years. And mm -hmm. she kept ignoring me. Our, our, um, I wouldn't say ignoring me, but we had appointments that she canceled. Yeah. And it just never worked out, right? So I get this text. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay. She goes, um, they're hiring. You should apply. And I said, oh, okay. So I thought she was talking about another, because she had two jobs. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, that's cool. Well, maybe I'll apply. And she goes, no. Where I'm working now is hiring. And I go, oh, okay. I never thought I would go back there. So you thought she was talking about something in financial services no, or I wherever. Thought, so she works two, two nursing jobs. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So where I'm working now, mm -hmm. um, that's where I used to work for 15 years. Oh, okay. And, that, and that's where I left. And so she goes, they're hiring. And I go, oh, okay. And I really wasn't looking. I was thinking about maybe I should try to get back into nursing. I was afraid that I couldn't because I had been gone for four years. Who would hire me? I'm 55 now, you know, mm -hmm. thinking, oh, no one's going to hire me. And she said, you should apply. So I said, okay. I applied, and I thought I was applying for a staff nursing position. When I put in my application, they came back and said, no, we want you to interview for the nursing supervisor position. I was like, me? A supervisor? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I applied for the supervisor position. After three months, two or three months of interviews, I got the job. Very, very surprised. So God restored my income mm -hmm. back to what I was making before I left four years prior, but $15,000 more. So what lesson do you feel like you, what do you think in the, when God gave you that detour to financial services, what were some of the things that you took from being in that industry for four years that, because you went back to the same place. So how was it different and how were you different now coming back into this place? How was I different professionally or just as a person? Just as a person. I was, ooh, Because wow. you went to this other industry, was still in service. Yes, yes. But you, I'm sh I mean, you know, everybody changes. Everybody matures, especially, you know, when you go through things. But how were you different? And do you, can you see in hindsight, oh, that's what God was doing in that time? 
I would say the one thing that pops into my head right away is how God taught me how to live with less. Mm-hmm. Because, and and to be more humble. Well, I think I'm always humble, but be more content with less. Um, because when I when I went back and God restored my, I would say our income. That that's fine. Our income. Um, I realized that I was spending more than I actually should and that I could actually function with um, less. And so, you know, and it's weird because it's it's connected to finances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's connected to finances. So I believe God, I don't know if this is the true reason, but God showed me how I could or we could function with less and how I could learn how to save Mm -hmm. and prepare um, for our future together in our years to come. And so, um, and also it taught me how to face fear. When I face fear, it's not um, wallowing in the anxieties that come with fear sometimes Mm -hmm. or the when you're fearful, you freeze and how God taught me how to keep moving in the face of fear um, and how to trust him. So I believe trusting God more, fear, um, and uh, and learning how to, I'm trying to describe these words because it happens to me all the time. Like when things happen to me now that are fearful or that can bring anxiety or that, um, discussions that could be heated God has taught me how to like come back down into myself and then tune into him and so then he gives me the words to say and the actions to do where it it's not like a frenzy I don't know if that makes sense it makes sense okay it makes sense yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna take a quick break when we come back more with Siobhan Wright this is Full Circle I'm your host Miss Wanda we'll be right back like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. We are back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Just telling Siobhan on the break that it's like, man, this time flies so much. So she has agreed to come back on January 8th. So if you want to hear more, she's not leaving yet, but on January 8th, she is going to be back with more. So you got to you got to stay because she's got an amazing story. And it's been it's been one of those mornings, you know, it was like, you know, my dedication. So that was took some time. And then, you know, just other things that were happening behind the scenes that the family doesn't know about. But, you know, it was like, uh, and here we are at 1125. So I don't want to take any more time. (laughs) I want to get back into the conversation because I think it's important for people to understand. There's something that you said in that in, in what you were sharing about your journey. And we're talking family about transitioning when you're over 50 and basically just trusting God. Right. Trusting him no matter what that. If you have a desire in your heart that you want to open that business, we saw that during COVID and, you know, here I had featured some COVIDpreneurs this past summer 
We mm. saw that more women and more black women in particular started businesses um, or you may have found yourself having to transition because of a life changing situation. Maybe you're you lost your job because of COVID or maybe you went through a divorce or some other thing where you find yourself at, on the cusp of transition. And one thing you said, Siobhan, Siobhan that I want to go back to is that you said, you know, sometimes we're in these careers mm. and we and I heard in my mind you saying, you didn't verbally say this, but in my <laughs> mind I heard you saying, we don't give ourselves permission. We stay in a career yes. at this place. Sometimes it's just like to, to pay the bills and sometimes it's, you know, well, you know, whatever. It was my dream at 20, but here I am 40, 50, and it's not my dream anymore, you know, but I'm still in this career because what else, you know, what else am I going to do at this point? And the fact that doors kept closing for you, it was like you were forced into finding something else to do. So before we went to the break, you had talked about you were in financial, so you were nursing for 30 years, went into a whole different market of financial <laughs> services yes. for four years. And now you're at the place where you're transitioning back out of financial services and back into nursing. And all the while, you know that you have this calling to help people. And in both industries, you're doing yes. just that. Yes. Yes, yeah. well, that was a good. That was a pretty good wrap sum up, right? Yeah, yes, it was. You got it right on. <laughs> so you, your friend calls. They inter They want you to be the supervisor of nursing. And so what I was asking before the break was, how had you changed in that time? Now you're the supervisor. Mm -hmm. How had you? What lessons do you feel that you gained from that time being away from nursing and being in this whole other industry? Trusting God for one. Um, like really trusting him and tuning into his voice because when you are pushed up against the wall and you're doing something that you have never done, mm -hmm. um, you have no knowledge base and the only thing you have is the voice of God, that's what you lean on and that's what I leaned on was the voice of God and I became stronger because of it um, and it has just developed my walk with him, um, my ability to face fears when they come up. Because sometimes I think when you are faced with fear or anxiety, it starts off like really small, right, as a thought. And then let's just metaphorically like a pea size. And mm -hmm. before it's all over, it could be like a basketball, right, if you let it. But God has shown me that when it presents itself as a pea-sized fear, how to crush it, how to deal with it, how to face it. Does it take away the emotions right away? No, not always. But I've learned through so many different challenging times and scary times that when I'm faced with it, I know what to do. I turn to God, I pray, I read the word, mm -hmm. I meditate. Um, and so when I first started doing that, it, it didn't turn my feelings or my emotions around right away. But each time that I went along my journey and I was faced with fears or anxiety, the res my responses to it mm -hmm. became less and less like knee-jerk reaction type of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Man, and so... Now you're back in this profession. Yes. You're, you're a different person internally, and you can approach things differently. 
Yes. And part of that is that that just kind of settling back into yourself like in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it 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 helped me, you know, go into this new position, but again, God placed me in a position to be a supervisor, which I had never done in my entire career. Mm-hmm. So that was another I'm like, okay, God. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was scared, you know, because I had to supervise people. Mm-hmm. And then put on top of that, I had never met some of them. I did this new role totally remote. Mm. So it was really, really scary for me. But I did it. You know, I did it for a year and I've transitioned out of that role into a new role at the same company. Um, because I realized that um, just things happened. Um, but then I realized that that type of role wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot. However, again, God gave me that time to teach me something. Again, to just show me that I am stronger than I think. Because sometimes even in my strength and my power and people see me on social media and you're, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that and you're this and you're that or whatever. But I still have times where I doubt myself, Mm -hmm. where I um, fear tries to creep, you know, but then I sit back and I remind myself of what God has brought me through and what I have gone through. And so that is what I think people really see, but they tag it with the external things that they see, but they're really what they don't know, but they are really um, tuning into the inner strength that I have because that's what produces all of this. Yeah. And that's what produces me doing the things that they see me doing on social media is my inner strength because I do have times where I doubt, you know, what I'm doing. But when I sit back and I'm like, no, this is God, because there's so many things that have happened in my life that I know that it was only because of God, because I know that I went back to this employer because this nurse reached out to me. And I forgot to mention that when she reached out to me, had I been the type of person to say, I'm not going to respond to her because she never responded to me. Mm, that's good. And I'm not going to respond to her. She, I tried to reach out to her for two years, and she never, you know, bought life insurance from me. So I'm, not, I'm just going to ignore her text. But I responded. I just felt like I needed to respond. Because I'm that type of person, if someone does something to me, I don't tit for tat. It's too much energy yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. So, but had I not responded... I would have never gotten this job back. Had I not responded, God, I mean, I'm sure God would have given me something else. But he restored my husband and I, um, our financial, uh, um, I don't want to say status, but our financial needs above and beyond what I expected. And he restored it to a place where we can save money and we could, you know, relieve the stress of him having to have the financial burden of taking care of everything or just about everything. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was just 
amazing. The two words that I hear are be open and obedience. And I think that especially if you're in a place of transition, now this is transition at any age, but we're just talking about women uh, right now. I think over in the 50s, because, again, you see a lot of women changing um, careers, going after their dreams, some wanting to go after their dreams, but it's they feel like it's too late. And so I hear be open and I hear obedience. And I think for you, it sounds like for you, like if even even being open to responding to the that person. Mm-hmm. Right. If you weren't open to like, oh, let me just see what she's talking about. Yes. If you weren't obedient to that, you may have, like you said, found your way here, but it would have been a different path. Right. Right. Yes. So I just want to encourage people, but especially women that may be listening, is that, you know, be open to the possibility. If you have a dream, a goal, if you're finding yourself, even if you find yourself in a forced transition, be open to the mm-hmm. possibilities of what could happen, what could be next, if you just take this next step forward. And the other thing is being obedient. I want to fast forward to Labosspreneur. Can I just say one yes. thing yeah, before yeah, go you ahead. go? Go ahead. And the other thing, when you're open and obedient, you there's also one more piece to that, is because you have to be... If this is the right word, unbothered mm-hmm. by people's opinions. Because I That's think good. that is added to a level of fear. Like what is what are people gonna think? Um they saw me doing this and now I'm doing that. And now what are people gonna think? And I've it's weird because I thought about this because I've always been, you know, up until probably the last five or ten years, really, really shy. However, I've always done what I wanted to do. So it kind of didn't really go together because if I was so concerned about what people thought, Mm -hmm. you really don't do what you want to do. But I've been that type of person. Like, I think about it and then I'm like, you know what? It's my life. I'm just going to do what I want. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you have to do, too, when God gives you a different road to take, even though you've been on a journey for 5, 10, 20, 30 years or whatever. You have to be open, like you said. You have to be obedient. You have to face your fears. But you also have to quiet the voice of what other people think. You know, especially in the days that we're living in now with the pandemic and just the way the world is now. We have one life. Your life can be different in the matter of hours. Not forget days, but hours, right? Your life can change. Mm -hmm. So embrace your gifts your desires, your dreams, your visions, and just go for it. Because when you do, when you face your fears, I believe it's God says, if not God says, but I believe when you face your fears, that's when he can give his extra anointing and his power to what he wants you to do when you step out. And mm-hmm. when you step out, he's like, okay, this is where I want you. Now you can see what I have for you. And when he gives you a vision and a dream, people aren't going to understand it because he didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. So it's not for people to understand your journey. It's not for people to agree to your journey. It's not for people to get on the bandwagon with you. And sometimes your journey can be lonely because people don't even understand And sometimes my family, my husband, he's like, what is she doing now? Mm -hmm. You know, but he's always supportive of me, me, even in the midst of what 
other people might think, oh, my God, if this girl does anything else, Mm -hmm. you know, but I know it's my journey. And so I want to encourage anyone that's listening to embrace the journey and don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. I wanted to just piggyback before we move forward on something you said (laughs) is that. You know, we're worried about what people think. And sometimes people don't have a problem imparting their opinion on on us, right? Imparting Facts. what they think for our vision, right? So yes. why are you doing that? Why are you, well, where are you going to get the money from? And right. that's what puts extra doubt and fear mm-hmm. into our minds because we're now hearing other people's opinions of what we believe God told us to do, right? right? But because we got the peanut gallery over there, right. well, why are you doing that? Well, I don't understand. How are you going to live? How are you going to make money? How are you going to eat? What about your benefit? But if he told you to do it, he's obviously going to give you what you need. Right. Internally and externally to see you through that. Because if God says, and I, I'm paraphrasing, but in the Bible about, um, you know, the birds, you know, birds get what they need. Animals right. get what they need, mm-hmm. you know, and we're his daughters and sons mm-hmm. right his queens and his princesses and his kings right so why wouldn't why would he give us a vision specifically for us and then say no I'm, I'm just gonna let you figure it out and I'm not gonna give you the provision yeah that's not how he operates yeah but we get so wrapped up in what other people think what we think and how it's gonna work out God gives it to us. And now I believe if he gives it to me, it's not my job to figure it out. It's, that's his responsibility. I just have to know how to listen. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when I listen to his direction, then it, it works out. But we get so wrapped up in, like you said, the pe- peanut gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I the, the words of one of my favorite songs just popped into my head. Um, it's called Gyra. And Mm. he says, uh, it says, if he watches over every shadow, how much more does he love me? If he watches Mm. over uh, every sparrow, how much more does he love me? Right. Right. And so that just kind of popped into my head like, yeah, he's going to he's going to give you what you need. It may not come when you when you think it should, but it's going to come. Right. You can be like, I followed my dream and I'm on the break. I'm on the brink of, you know, losing my house or whatever. And you never know if you just take that next step the next day. That could be the day that you're blessing like the You know, what does it say? I was I saw something that said, like, your blessing is right on the other side of you giving up or something like that. So, like, if you just got there and you decided don't give up there, like go one more day because you never know when that blessing is going to happen. Yeah, I always think. When you and I've experienced this over and over again, when you want to give up and every fiber in your body is engulfed in maybe fear and anxiety or I don't know what to do or whatever. In those moments is when you pause and you go, "Okay, God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes it's not even going to make sense to you, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense to him. And so that's when we should follow We should always follow him, but that's in those moments when you have to really just, like, go, you know. And six books later, and all of these books were times where I'm, like, 
they presented themselves to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't search out any of these opportunities. They found me in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, But it was because I decided to just continue to to follow God, even though I didn't know, you know, the outcome or why. But it's, it's interesting how each one of the topics of the books weaves into my journey Mm -hmm. like sequentially it's crazy yeah that's so (laughs) interesting and and i'm glad you brought the books into the conversation because yeah you've got your six books here all in different stages of your life like you said Uh, you know you went from i just gotta go back to the beginning of the journey you went from nursing to this financial services back and we're talking about all these transitions that you made Mm -hmm. and and opportunities to share your story along the way through these amazing books that you've been a part of um it's it's interesting it's interesting so you've got let's see your book that i have which was your first one courageous women find Mm -hmm. strength during the storm what was what's next what do you have over there oh okay so i'm gonna go in order right okay so uh courageous women find strength during the storm is this one okay and that's dr missy johnson she's the visionary then the second one after that is Women Who Soar. This is Paulette Harper, so I was a part of this book mm-hmm. as well. And then the third one um, is a devotional, Finding mm. Joy in the Journey. So I got to share my favorite scripture, um, oh, nice. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11, okay. where I have plans for you to mm. prosper you and not harm you, and that one. And then the Unstoppable Warrior Woman is my fourth one. And then the most recent, 2021. Don't talk about that one yet. This one. Yeah. Okay. Don't talk about that one. We're yet. not going to talk about the we'll last one. We'll talk about one. that is... one in a minute. <laughs> and then for such a time as this, Paulette Harper. So my second uh, time working with her. And such a time as this. And this one, I talk about COVID. So my, the title of my chapter is called COVID 19 Faith Walk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry, I can't wait yes. to read that. <laughs> and then the last one she told me not to share okay. yet. So, we'll so hold the on. last one, my bald is beautiful. I am not my hair. Because that's another transition that you went through in your life. Yes. And so we got like 15 minutes. So, ah. so family, you got to listen to part two. In January, I know it seems like a long time away, but in January, you gotta you gotta hear that. But I want to talk a little bit about it because I remember the day you posted your your bald pic, and I was like, "What? That is so <laughs> dope!" No, I thought it was so dope. Oh, wow. I seen one other person, um, you know, Plachette. She's very open about her alopecia journey, and and every time I see her show just her natural bald head, I'm like, "That's dope!" Like the courage. Mm. In especially this age of social media. Yes. In this age of being a woman of a particular age, right? Yes. All of these things. And you just said, you know what? I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of living that way. I'm going to walk in my authentic self. Talk yes. about how freeing that must have been for you. And what made Ooh. you decide to, to just to be like, this is, this is who I am now? Ooh, I love, you know... <sighs> Well, part of it is, you know, I coach women and teach women how to walk in their boldness, right? And so part of me was, you know, because I wore wigs for, oh gosh, 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Part of it was financial. 
part of it was because I was raising three babies mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was easy. Mm-hmm. And then I just got used to it. And then it became who I was. And then I thought, how can I transition out of it? Because this is all people really know, mm-hmm. especially on my social media platforms. And so one day, um, well, this I had my hair in braids under a wig. And um, this particular time, it was just I was wearing a wig. It was no problem. But I had a dream early part of February about a butterfly Hmm. on my back. It was weird. Not weird, but beautiful. This big, beautiful butterfly across my back. And in the dream, it just kind of flapped the wings. And then I just kind of woke up. It didn't scare me. It it wasn't eerie. It was just kind of peaceful. Mm Mm-hmm. And three days later, I'm taking down my hair. I remember the time frame, about three days later, taking down my hair, and I noticed, like, my hair was just coming out, Mm. out of the braids. And in that moment, I don't know why, I just thought, you know what, I'm done. Been hiding. I'm just going to shave my hair off. I didn't connect it to alopecia. I just thought, I'm tired of wearing a wig. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to shave my hair off. So I'm in the bathroom, my husband and my daughter's in the front room, and I'm back there cutting my braids out and shaving my hair by mm. myself. Mm. I come out, I go, look, look what I did. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, um, okay. And they thought that I, because I had been wearing wigs all of my children's life, that's all they've seen me in, right? Yeah. They thought, you know, I was going to put back on a wig. Well, I didn't. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I go, okay, I really think I'm done wearing a wig. And oddly enough, I felt a peace. I didn't go back and forth going, oh, should I do this? Mm-hmm. Or should? I just, like, I'm doing it. I'm done. Three days after that, I posted a picture on Facebook. I thought about it, and I think maybe that's when you saw my first post. Mm-hmm. And I posted it on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn went crazy. Oh, wow. Like 20, I don't know, 200 and something thousand views. I mean, it just went crazy. And for about a month or so, I'm like, I don't understand. I I don't understand why people think this is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Why is it so brave? And I had men not trying to pick me up, but just saying, wow, you're beautiful. Um, That's so courageous. Mm -hmm. Um, You really have... Um, helped me be bold and brave. And then, I I don't know why, but I looked up what the meaning of a butterfly is. And, you know, butterflies are caterpillars. And they go through a time of of being enclosed, right? Mm -hmm. But then when they finally develop and come out of the cocoon, they're beautiful. They're a beautiful butterfly, right? It's beautiful. And for me, I connected the dream to the experience because I was so at peace. I was ready to come out and be beautiful. Yeah. And so it took me a couple of months to connect the feeling that I was having to what people were saying to me. It wasn't, I had never had an ounce of doubt. I Mm -hmm. never thought, oh, God, I shouldn't do this. I put on a wig one time and couldn't wait to get it off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and when I touch my my head and I rub my head, it's like I, I'm touching my soul. Mm. I'm connected to me. 
And so I know as a as a black woman, you know, our hair is our crown. You know, it for most people defines us and you know, professionally we worry about how we look at work or church or whatever. But I feel the most beautiful now than I ever have in my entire life. Mm. Because I can't hide by anything. Everything is exuding from internally. So you see my beauty on my face and it's coming from within. So I can't hide behind, I can't hide, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the other thing that has been amazing about this is I didn't realize it was alopecia. Um, until my do- I thought it was, but I wasn't sure until my doctor diagnosed, until I started researching. And then the world of bald, beautiful women entered my life. Mm. And I tell you, I had no idea. It's like, you know, when you buy a car and then all of a sudden on the road, you see that same car, that same color everywhere. Right. I'm like, where's all these bald women coming from? <laughs> They are all over my Facebook. And so now I'm a part of, you know, um, groups and I've met amazing women. And it has been probably one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever gone through. And I don't know why, but I have not gone through any type of like um not regret but like grief over my hair i think i was i don't know what it was but god prepared me it was almost like the the uh, um god healing me from drugs mm-hmm. it was instant mm. it was just instant like god said you, you know he just gave me a piece i shaved it off i was done like i don't ever want to grow my hair back I don't know if it can, mm-hmm. but people have come to me and said, oh, I have this. And <coughs> excuse me, if you want to try to grow your hair back, I'm like, that's too much work. <laughs> that is too much work. <coughs> I don't know if it would grow back. Yeah. You know, I get stubble every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I shave it, shave it down. Mm-hmm. And I, <coughs> excuse me, I have kind of let it grow. Thank you. <clears throat> kind of let it grow back a little bit, but it's still very thin and yeah. patchy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll let it grow back, and I look in the mirror. I'll get the mirror, you know. I'm looking, and I'm like, mm, no, get the shaver out, and I just shave <laughs> it off again. And I, I love who I am. I love my bald head. Um, my husband loves it. That's really all that matters, right? right. Right. <laughs> Him and God. Right. And so, um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at with with this alopecia. And, you know, I found out recently that there's 6.8 million people, women, men, in the U.S. with alopecia. 147 people worldwide, including children, men, and women that suffer from this condition. And it's an auto... Mine is is an autoimmune, it's an autoimmune disease, um, which I didn't realize either, um, I'm learning that. Um, and your body attacks the immune system and you lose your hair. And you know, it's interesting because over the years, my eyebrows have been thinning and I just thought because I was plucking them all the time, mm-hmm. but it's part of that process, which I didn't realize. Oh wow. 
um, because I have very little eyebrows now, and I didn't realize that was part of the process. And, you know, so I don't ever want to put on a wig. I might. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but me not putting on a wig is not saying that it's not okay for other people. Sure. I'm not shaming anybody for that. But I think for me personally, because of my message to women to be bold, to be unapologetic about what it is that you do, I had to, I felt, accept this, you know. But it was easy for me. And I hear so many stories where women struggle. Um, they want their hair back. Um, they're not comfortable with it. Um, it's interesting when I go out, people almost are afraid to look. Like they look and they look away. Mm. Like it's like it's, I don't, I don't know. Um, because people don't know if I'm sick. Right. Because if they look at me and they stare, and they don't know if I'm sick or not, they feel bad. I, I, I get that. Mm -hmm. But one thing that really, ha that was so cute that happened to me while I was at Target one time, this little girl came, no, she walked by me and she saw me and she pointed to, pointed to me. She goes, mommy, she was about maybe, maybe five. Mm -hmm. She goes, mommy, her hair is so pretty. And she had a thick, long hair down to her back, mm. but she thought my hair was pretty. And I had no hair, but she recognized me. Yeah. She was five years old. And I was like, that's worth, that's worth it because yeah. she's, she's a baby. She doesn't have the, you know, the biases and the negativity in her spirit. She just was raw and authentic. And she looked at me and pointed, Mommy, look, I like her hair. But her mom was embarrassed. Her mm. mom didn't turn around. Mm. But she turned, her, her mom didn't acknowledge her. She just kept doing whatever she was doing. But this little girl acknowledged me and said, her hair is so pretty, mommy. Mm. And my grandbaby loves it. I love that. <laughs> it's so powerful. How can people find you, ma'am? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or you can uh, also find me at Shervon P. Wright, that's S-H-U-R-V-O-N-E. P-W-R-I-G-H-T at gmail.com, or you can find me on SiobhanWright.podia.com. All right. And family, if you want to hear more, you have to stay tuned because Miss Siobhan is coming back for more. The time has flown. Oh, my God. I can't believe Siobhan, it. thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. I was thinking, how am I going to talk for an hour and a half? Yeah. And we've talked for an hour and a half. Yeah. And, now, and we still got more to and say. And we still got more to say. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, you're in good hands. I got you. I got you. you. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is the best experience. You guys have to listen. Tune into her show. Oh, my gosh. So if you miss any part of this show, make sure you catch the podcast when it drops on Tuesday. Podcasts drop every Tuesday at noon. Look for Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much, family, for tuning into the show today thank you for uh your texts uh that i received after my dedication to marvell thank you so much marvell again thank you for this platform and for allowing me to do what i do family i just want to tell you like we always do show love to everyone you meet now more than ever fam i'll see you next week peace this has been full circle follow our facebook page at full circle 97.5